Welcome to the We Fucking Love Startups podcast. I'm your host, Troy Hammond, and on today's episode, we're chatting with Jonty Hodge. Jonty is the co-founder of RO Digital and now co-founder and CEO of an advertising platform called Kepler. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Kia ora. Thanks for tuning in to the We Fucking Love Startups podcast, brought to you by Talent Army. So released our beta um, for Kepler in December. Yeah. Um, and we had a few, you know, infrastructure issues and all yeah. sorts of stuff going on, bugs and startup life, bro. Startup start life. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's my first time, you know, um, working on a, a product, you yeah. know, SaaS, and it's a diff- definitely different ball game than you know, a service company. Yeah. Um, you have to develop a lot more patience. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily, um, you know, last few years have been the most patient patient person. You yeah. Know? Um, you want decisive action, things to get, you know, moving and rolling, but you know, development takes time. Yeah, man. You got to process that. Yeah. So what is it about service companies that all want to go into product? Yeah. What do you think it is like about that? Because I'm, I'm the same, right? I'm like a service company and then I'm like, fuck this, you know, let's build a product that's repeatable yeah. and, you know. Well, I think with, with something like that, when you, I think it's good, you know, starting ground, you know, actually operating and, and building a service company allows you to explore, you know, all the different, you know, challenges and problems and understand, you know, customer needs and, and you know, yeah. the challenges they face. So I think it's a really good testing ground and that's kind of, you know, the backstory of where Kepler came from, right? Where we are, you know, co-founded Art of Digital, you know, digital marketing yeah. agency. And we've worked with, you know, heaps and heaps of, you know, awesome businesses with, you know, their own um, challenges when it comes to digital marketing and um, seeing seeing results from that. So you get to get a feel for, you know, the challenges yeah. um, of a lot of businesses, which is um, comes in handy. And then, you know, for, from a product perspective is then, well, how do you actually you know, uh, do what you do or, you know, get a solution to the hands of, you know, more than just, you know, 20, 30, yeah. 50 businesses. So yeah. how can you scale that? Yeah. And that's where the productization comes in. And it's nice to have money coming in every month without, you know, like starting from scratch again, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> de- definitely. So the Kepler, um, Kepler side of things, you know, it's still it's fully bootstrapped. Yeah. And so when you're putting your, your money where your mouth is, it becomes a lot more real. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've, got, we've, got, we've still got one uh, prototype customer that's using our kind of MV, you know, MVP, yeah. um, which is homes.co.nz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we actually built a prototype for Kepler uh, a few years ago. Uh, for, for for Jamie and you know they were um, running you know hundreds of ad campaigns um, for real estate agents and selling yeah. up as ad you know ad products but they were doing everything manually right so they were you know the sales team were kind of selling the ad products and then handing that off to customer service they would be creating the ads manually yeah. uh, loading those into the ad platforms like Google and Meta trying to optimize them towards a certain objective and then the reporting was all manual so we kind of came in and we helped them initially from you know making sure that their you know, uh, the effectiveness of their spend, media spend, um, was being spent in the right areas. And then they said to us, oh, can you just take everything? Yeah. And we were like, oh, whoa, uh, sweet, that's an awesome challenge. And so we're like, well, how do we do this? You know, how do we automate some of the processes? So we started to do that. And then I uh, looped in a, um, a Jared yeah. uh, to help us kind of <laughs> start to build, yeah. uh, build a product and a platform. And that allowed them to then scale up and, and grow their revenue. Yeah. Um, massively because of because of that product awesome yeah and they've done well homes shout yeah. out to jamie awesome yeah. guy love jamie yeah. so let's go back a bit though right because you didn't start um you know straight out the gates in product right yeah. so yeah. like what do you what did you study in university oh so i studied marketing international business but i wasn't the best student yeah. no, not by not by a long shot you, uh-huh. you didn't because you didn't grow up you didn't well you, you were born in new zealand right but you spent a lot of time in overseas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so you know back you know back then um my high school years i was in uh, in Melbourne, so yeah. I grew up, grew, up in, grew up in Melbourne. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm from Melbourne, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, true. Yeah, 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 yeah no. Whereabouts in Melbourne? Yeah, uh, Baldwin. Oh, yeah, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I was heavily into cricket, right? So, you know, um, you know, that's everything that I did was cricket. You know, yeah. all the time did a lot of cricket coaching. So, in terms of my like, not entrepreneurship that started when I was like, you know, doing cricket coaching at the time, I would be, you know, doing. Um, kind of sessions for like 60 bucks an hour or something like that I didn't, and I didn't know I was a kid like that in was high actually, school yeah this was good money <laughs> awesome. I, I yeah. had no idea I was like oh this is, this is me I assume you're a good cricketer then yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Um, and then I decided to come back to uni um, to uh, come back to Wellington for, for university because uh, that's where my, my sister went to Victoria University so I was like oh yeah I'll come back here yeah. and yeah studied um, uh, did a uh, commerce degree 
Yeah. And then I got a job job actually at uh, Trade Me. Yeah. It was my first first year of um, uni. I was like, oh, I need to need to get some more money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being, a, being a student. Um, and so I got got a job at Trade Me in the customer customer support yeah, um, awesome. service team. It's such a good training ground working mm-hmm. in a support team. I reckon in a, in a tech company, you learn so much. You, you understand, yeah. You get to learn about the customers, how they use the product, mm-hmm. like all those things. And you, you know, customer support teams like they're on the front line. They're you know, talking and interacting with customers all the time. Yeah. And it plays such a pivotal role in an organization. I mean, how you feed that information back to all the different kind of uh, other parts of the organization is critical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was super useful. Awesome, but it's a borrowed time customer support, right? It's one of those roles that you can't do forever. Yeah. So you obviously promoted internally or moved yeah. internally at Trade Me. Yeah. So there was a um, a stint, like a, a secondment, where I, um, the marketplace marketing team um, needed a bit of help, yep. and I put my hand up and I was like, "Yep, like <laughs> um, um, keen to help out." Um, and it was around. It was actually around. That's where I met my my old boss, Nisha. Yeah. Um, Had you done any marketing before that? No, no, but I knew I wanted to get into marketing and, 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 and business and stuff like that and advertising, you know, that was um, super fascinating for me. So, yeah. uh, so like, I just jumped at the opportunity and, you know, the job was literally putting, you know, um, keywords and search terms and matching those up with landing pages, you know, thousands and thousands. It was like, you know, really labour-intensive work, yeah. but, you know, you're paying your dues almost. Um, and, you know, shout out to Nisha, um, who, you know, I was very fortunate to have her as a mentor. You know, she trained me up yeah. um, and, you know, got across the, you know, trade me um, paid search accounts where you're spending, you know, millions of, do- millions of dollars yeah. and you're managing, you know. And is, um, it, is that the year when they were really trying to launch, like, um, global marketplace, like bringing in consumers and customers, like products yeah. from around the world? Yeah, definitely. They were really, they were really pushing, um, pushing that at the time. Um, I think I, I started in the marketplace team in 2014, 2015, so... So yeah. yeah, they were definitely um, looking at bringing on overseas sellers, more stock, more inventory, yeah. um, largely because you know uh, there were certain products and stuff like that they obviously wanted to fulfil yeah. um, and get onto the get onto the site that New, New Zealand um, businesses didn't didn't necessarily have um, yeah. in terms of stock. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to get in brands and stuff like that. Nice. And what was it about marketing that appealed to you? Oh, it, it, well, it, there's so many facets. It's such a broad thing. You know, marketing has all yeah. these different facets, right? And there's stuff you know you can be a generalist right and you can be like oh I want to focus on you know I love the content creation side of things or I'm really analytical I love the data Um, there's um, you know the paid search there's SEO there's all these different facets um, that you can kind of play play around with and the combination of being able to you know uh, analyze that analyze you know customers and yeah um, and then run campaigns and see how they react and respond, like the responsiveness of, responsiveness yeah. of, um, really drew, drew it towards me. And just helping, you know, seeing that kind of growth and, and seeing the different, you know, levers that you can pull uh, to grow a business or to grow an organisation was, was super cool. Um, and that's what, like, really appealed to me, you know. Um, I really looked up to my dad, who was, you know, in marketing. He's been in marketing and sales. Oh, really? For, you know, for, for his whole life, you know, and, and, and whatnot. So Digital marketing? Or not, not digital marketing, yeah, yeah, yeah. traditional, traditional yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So I learned quite a bit from him and really looked up to him, yeah. And so did you know then, did Jonty back then know that he was going to start an agency or a marketing product one day? No way. No. What did you think your career was going to sort of go like? Law. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like looking at doing doing the law, law degree and, and taking after my sister. So uh, it definitely definitely changed. And I was very fortunate to get that job at Trade Me, kind of got me into that you know, tech space. Yeah. Um, and then the marketing, the marketing stint, and I kind of just grew from there and got you know, promoted yeah. internally. And then, and what then, was Trade Me like then? Because a lot of people talk about like Zero and Trade Me and say, hey, like had an awesome ride through them. Um, probably not startups anymore, right? But still in that startup y feel. So when you were there, what was, it, what was it like? It was still in that startup y feel, even though I think at the time there was 250 to 300 people. Like yeah. I think most of us were crammed in the NZX you know, floors. Yeah. Um, and then. You know, they still had that definitely that startup startup feel, and you know that naturally you know changed over, you know, over time, um, particularly as they got acquired by um, the Apex. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cool, awesome. And so then, when you say what, what like what what was your role when you moved like away from the manual data entry and yeah. say into paid search? What sort of work were you doing? Yeah, so I was fully focused on paid search. I became uh, there was like a digital marketing coordinator where I you know dipped my toes into other things, you know, helping the the team out at the time with you know a yeah. few other stuff. But I really loved paid search yeah. and that because that allowed me to work with you know the, the central analytics team, 
yeah. there and we I helped my boss, you know, develop um, the Tribute's first kind of attribution model, yeah. um, which allowed us to attribute, you know, um, certain like revenue um, to back to, you know, certain certain, certain campaigns um, for paid search and I really got to develop my skills um, around that. So that was, you know, super useful. And then... What, what was the budget yeah. like that you were working with at Tremi? So it was definitely uh, like in the, in, in, the, in the higher range, like, the, you know, $100,000 a month just on yeah. page search. It was like the biggest channel. So I think we, you know, had one of the, you know, had the biggest digital budget. Yeah. Um, you know, and it drove... And we focused on, you know, acquiring um, or reactivating... Um, customers yeah. so people might not have you know purchased on trade me yeah. um, recently and so that was kind of our strategy is you know how do we increase that incremental growth and incremental growth yeah awesome yeah. cool man and then so and what happened after trade me yeah so i then i then took a stint at a brief stint at uh, winer uh vml yeah. winer yeah because i wanted to you know i developed the skills and and i really wanted to kind of apply those to other businesses yeah um and i'd seen and, and talked to engage with you know a few agencies and i was like oh this this seems like a really cool thing to do yeah so i went there um for about, i was there for about three months yeah. my first client i remember walking in first client vodafone oh, and it's like yeah. oh sweet um developer you know full-on paid search strategy yeah. uh, for vodafone and um my boss, who they they brought brought her in from from overseas from the US, and they were um, building up their digital team, and so I got to work on like you know heaps of cool clients and stuff like yeah. that. But I found that there was a bit of a it wasn't a digital first digital first agency, so I was yeah. you know, uh, battling you know the client account management team yeah. directly yeah. as well as the, as well as all the clients, and I didn't I didn't feel feel fulfilled because a lot of these large, large organisations. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff is just a budget line to them. You know, they need yeah. to spend the money. And that really frustrated me because, you know, they could be taking certain approaches like, here's how you could actually, you know, you know grow your business or grow yeah. your customers. And But for some people, it's just like, oh, we just need to spend the money. Yeah. Uh, we just need to spend the budget. Um, or we lose it next year. And for me, that didn't really gel well. And um, that's, you know, but when I was working out of Wiener in the Hope Givens building, yeah. uh, that's where I... Um, uh, met up, met up with. Um, I met actually met Tim, who was my uh, the business partner for Digital. Yeah, yeah. Dorian, yeah, and I actually met him at a mentor event uh, for Victoria University, and we're in the same in the same group, and we're all going like, "Oh, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm like an SEO consultant," and I'm like, "Oh, whoa, that's yeah. so so cool," you know, because finding people who do search yeah. in Wellington, you know, is, is can be can be quite rare. So. And you know, he was doing a, his you know, freelancing consulting at the time, and he, I, I just absolutely loved that he was doing that. You know, going yeah. out, going out his own, and I, um, my you know, especially was in paid search. So he got me some across some of his his businesses. Yeah. So because so was he? He was in the same building. Yeah. Wasn't so he? he was actually in the floor underneath, working out of misprints. Classic. So were you sneaking down to do some work? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and then you know, I wasn't loving my my job at the time, so and I was gonna. Abandoned ship, and I was like, you know, um, there's something here. You know, how about we join forces? Yeah. Um, here's the you know, here's the value that I bring to the table, and this is the value that you know you bring to the table. So, how old are you now? Uh, 27. 27. Yeah. Tim, who's uh, 30. I think. 30. Yeah. yeah. And so you guys decided, like, fuck it, let's do it. We're yeah. going to create a digital marketing agency. Yeah, definitely. And so, talk me through the process of like how you go about creating that, like. Oh, it was completely new at the time, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. we we didn't we didn't know what we didn't know, um, and you know that's the the main thing is to reach out and talk to people. You know, talk to me as many people as possible who have been there and done that, and try and learn from their experiences while you're kind of you know treading your own path. Yeah. And so, you know, when we were, we were there, it's like, well, what are some of the uh, you know how do we you know what services should we provide? You know, um, you know we should be bringing in you know an additional resource. You know, we should be training people up. Yeah. A uh, big part of our initiate, you know, at the, the early stages, a big part of our plan was to you know have a really, really education focus. Yeah. So we really wanted to train and develop you know the next generation of marketers, and that's what we you know did through the, you know our boot camps boot and camps, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. We you know, and that's one of the probably the most uh, things that I'm I'm most proud of is actually training. You know, being able to you know. Uh, bring people in, your know, students and stuff like that who have, you know, yeah. want to get want to get into digital marketing's career and being able to train them up and they then come out of it and you know work on some amazing businesses and yeah. and, and clients and then you know they go off and get their own job. You know, two of them um, have started their own agency and they're absolutely you know awesome. absolutely crushing it and it's absolutely amazing to see you know see that. So was that strategy to do the boot camps? Because I remember the boot camps, right? Yeah. Um, as recruiters, we try and learn everything, right? But um, was that a strategy to 
educate the industry and to find some good people or did you have a strategy there or was it just like fuck it this is a good thing to do oh it definitely it definitely was you know because really you know solid digital marketing talents you know was definitely yeah. hard to come by and especially we, when you haven't got any cash too right? yeah oh, 100 we had <laughs> very 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 little money um uh, at the time but we kind of just built built, built that up and both people who work for us and we kind of you know, both benefited from that yeah um, in terms of you know the, their kind of career just jump started yeah um which is super that yeah super exciting to see but ro like really popped up really fast for me like from mm. some from an external it's probably not for yourself you probably felt like you were grinding for a while right but <laughs> i just like well shit they're everywhere at the moment yeah. so what do you think was it that was unique and different that resonated with people so fast yeah definitely i think uh like a couple of things is you know all of our you know clients it's like referral work right just making yeah. sure you know when we first started i was like you know how do we live up the digital marketing game because there's so many you know cowboys in the industry yeah. how do we provide you know incredible value where people are just like oh wow this is absolutely amazing you know um making sure we're being transparent up front and yeah. you know showing kind of you know we did a lot of audits and stuff like that for for businesses being like hey here's where you're actually spending your money and here's all the money that you're wasting yeah. and you know a lot of businesses didn't even know that because um, i was just kind of getting these reports from other agencies and yeah. stuff like that and it's like well actually you know this isn't actually generating conversions you know what are the goals of your, your outcomes of your business and you're not even you know most businesses aren't even measuring that <laughs> give me an example right so say there's, there's a podcast out there right that yeah. wanted to do some marketing yeah. what would you say like are the bare fundamental things that they should look at so the bare fundamentals firstly is to understand your like like your overarching you know obje- overarching objectives right you know it's like you know i want to be you know the most well-known podcast yeah uh, startup podcast in in the, in the world yeah um and so connecting some seeing some like kind of you know outcomes where it's like you know this is the goal this is the milestone that i want to get to and then kind of developing a plan is like understanding your audience right where it's like okay well who, who is my well, who's my audience you know yeah. um and really kind of analyzing that and then from there um, understanding well, where do they live? You know, what channels? What do they consume? Um, yeah. Are they on you know TikTok or Instagram or do, are they on Reddit, yeah. for for example? Kind of finding out where they live and then how do I engage with them? Yeah. And then how do I provide value? Um, so you then start to kind of layer in well, what's your kind of campaign strategy to kind of get them into you know yeah. listening to the listening to the podcast? Um, what are those different levers? And a huge part of that is for when it comes to campaigns is you know you're developing campaigns is you know how do I provide value? Um, to my audience, where it's like I'm not just sell, I'm not just trying to sell. Yeah. I'm not just trying to, you know, here's a product and buy it, or here's a service and, and buy it. Yeah. How do I add value throughout the journey where I build that trust, build that rapport, um, and then measurement. So the critical thing is, you know, you've got to measure, it, you know, all the stuff, and, and that's yeah. where a lot of businesses fall down because, you know, they might set up Google Analytics or something like that, but don't look at it. They yeah. don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. don't look at it. Well, they don't. It's you know, a lot, a lot really overwhelming because a lot of this stuff, a lot of that stuff is super over- overwhelming. So yeah. you know, people can tend to park it. Um, what about budget, right? So yeah. what about like small business out there who's in New Zealand somewhere, probably 20 to 30 people, yeah. and they're like, oh, shit, we need to do some marketing. What sort of budget do you think they should allocate to get some success? Yeah. How long's a piece of string? Yeah. I know, yeah. I know yeah. but like, you know, like if you had a, yeah. you know, like at least start with this, guys, you know. 100%, like, you know, minimum, you know, you get that question all, all the time, right? Yeah. And so for a lot of people who are, you know, who are starting out, it's just about kind of testing in increments, right, and yeah. doing it in short bursts, right? You don't want to have a too small of a budget where – there's no statistical significance in terms of, oh, you've only driven, you know, 10 people to yeah, your, to your yeah. website and that's kind of it. So, you know, really, it, again, it depends on the, you know, the service, the product, the value of it and, and everything. Um, whether it's like a, you know, a purchase, like a purchase decision that could be made straight away or it's like, you know, yeah. $10,000, $20,000 product that people may need to make, you know, take time. But in terms of the, the, the you know, budget recommendation, you know, you could start with, you know, between $500 um, dollars to a grand a month. Um, over a month. Yeah, yeah cool. Awesome. Um, that's kind of you know my recommendation. That's the minimum. Yeah. That's bare minimal. Yeah. Bare minimum. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's like um, Dom, who works with Telling Army over there, who's watching the podcast, and I were talking the other day about marketing and brand. You yeah. know, and we're talking about how important mm. they are, especially like you mentioned recruitment, right? Like our brand is pretty tarnished because there's a lot of idiots, mm. cowboys that have gone before mm. us and ruined mm. it, and so it's really important for us that we project our personal and company yes. brand in a truthful, authentic way. And so a lot of people just don't realize the importance and the impact of marketing and i've always been a massive believer in marketing yeah. you know and so i'm like i'm always talking to my startup clients about get yourself out there yeah. just pay, start spending some money early and mm-hmm. you know it's amazing when they start seeing some results and they can start measuring it with data and yeah. so 100 percent. Who, who are the type of customers that auto works for 
Oh, so we work with, you know, we've um, developed this thing called the Awesome Index where we kind of came up with this thing where it's like we want to work with, you know, businesses who are like, you have a really cool team. Like the team is really cool to work with. They've got, you know, growth aspirations. Yeah. They might have an impact focus. So, you know, Ardo's clients. So this is an internal, the yeah, awesome, awesome Index. index yeah. So it's a way you measure. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and so we've worked with heaps of businesses, you know, from like local retailers like Wellington Barbecues and Fire. Um, yeah. We absolutely love working with Rupp to Marine Energy, you know. Uh, it's funny because as soon as you say those names, I instantly can see their marketing. Yeah. Like I can picture and I've seen them around the traps. And so, yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, and so, you know, we, we haven't niched down, you know, a lot of agencies, which is totally fair enough, they'll niche down, which, you know, is definitely a route that you can take because you can build, you know, scalable, you know, yeah. really um, systemize your, pro- you know, your processes and everything like that. So people might niche down into, you know, SaaS or e-commerce or recruitment, yeah. you know, recruitment marketing. Yeah. Um, but we typically um, are, you know, had an approach where it's like, you know, we wanted to work with just heaps of different ideas and really yeah. challenge the team and keep the, and it keeps the team engaged as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. And so then, so you're in the Hope, Hope of Gittemans building, so you moved downstairs yeah. and sharing and then, because obviously you're not there now, like everyone, yeah. I think anyone in Wellington knows where Ara was for a long time, you know, yeah. or, or still is, I think yeah. Oriental, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so how did you then get a big enough team to be able to move into an office over there? Yeah, sweet. Uh, so we just kind of, you know, grew quite quickly uh, as a business and, and we wanted did to... Did you fund it in the early days? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it was all funded. So it was all, um, you know, we were, we were pro- you know, profitable for, um, you know, been profitable for, you know, pretty much every every year. Yeah. Uh, really. So we were able to kind of move and, and, and level up. And Tim actually saw this, the, the Oriental <laughs> space. They were actually trying to turn it into a co-working space at the time. Yeah. And we went there. There was only like two or three people in there. And we were like, oh, what if, could we just rent out the whole the whole space? Um, and so they were like, oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. I know quite a few people were, were keen on that, <laughs> keen on yeah, that yeah. space at the time. And so how, how many people were you there? Um, so we grew the team to about um, 22. And then there was like a little space um, to the left um, yep. Now, so we've got like another like um, little space. Were you twenty two when you moved in there? Uh, no, so we're about oh, twelve or thirty. We kind of took a punt from memory. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. uh, we were like we're actually quite in the initial early stages, so we did take a punt. Um, yeah. at, you know, at the office, you know, it was a large, um, yeah. you know, sizable commitment uh, at the time, but we knew we were kind of you know going to going to grow. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, when you if you're looking back now through that growth, what taught me through like what are some of the things you're like, holy fuck, how do, how did we even get through this? You know, was there some challenges along the way? Yeah, like everything, you know, as a, a as a business owner, you know, doing a startup, it's peaks and troughs, peaks yeah. and troughs. And what I've learned over the time, particularly over the last year, is to really keep your cool, like yeah. um, try and leave emo- like try and leave emotion out of it as much as possible. And you know, everything it's it's going to be a wave, right? So you're going to have things where it's like oh, everything's on fire, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh, this is amazing, <laughs> yeah, we're doing so well. And so I remember distinctly remember like you know a couple of things is we at the you know for the first you know couple of years we were. Uh, you know, thirty percent of our thirty to forty percent of our revenue was made up by a single client, and we were acutely aware of that. We're like, oh, yeah. if we lost this client, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. we're like, this is you know, and so that happened. <laughs> Classically, there was a change of the you know, relationship in terms of who we're, who we're dealing with, yeah. and the relationship broke down. And then all of a sudden, within you know a couple of months, it was just like gone, right? And we're like, oh, this is how we how we're going to get through this. Um, and you always do, you know, you yeah. always make plans and stuff like that. So it's to kind of anticipate, you know, what what's ahead. So, you know, um, so for us it's about, you know, how do we anticipate different scenarios and situations. So that's what we kind of developed is, you know, making sure that we've got the route, you know, a good plan, you know, planning approach in place that we can give visibility in terms of, you know, just our financials yeah. and our pipeline, you know, um, our retention and, you know, just growing our business. Kind of business, my business uh, skill set yep. was super important, and then we can kind of anticipate things you know, and, and plan out scenarios like, oh, if you know something happens here, or yep. if we lose a big contract here, or if um, you know for us, you know, keeping you know the team and people um, uh, was was super important for us because you know yeah. as soon as you train up and develop these people, you put a lot of time and energy into doing that. You know, um, your, you know, your people seem to really love you. In terms of like, because I had a, a bunch of people reach out and say, "Get John to on the podcast," yeah. and I was looking at who it was, and there was a few people that were, were your ex-employees, you know, yeah, that have right. moved on. They were like, "Hey, you know, really cool guy. You know, you should get him on. He'll tell a really good story." Yeah, true. And so, obviously, you know, your, your, your people feel really proud of the work that they did there in terms yeah. of their culture. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? Like, how do you create that culture? So, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I think. 
for, for us, it was just about, you know, being curious. So, you know, making sure that we're kind of um, developing this, you know, curiosity mindset. So when people come in, they're like, you know, you know, how do we kind of push people's kind of skill sets to, to the next level and keep them motivated, keep them challenged? You know, that's a huge, you know, huge thing. And then having fun while you do it, you know, you know, you've got to have a, you know, a, ba- a balance. So, you know, we, it's definitely, you know, not the most, you know, in terms of that, there's a sense of professionalism, but we're also, you know, there's a camaraderie fun. there and yeah. everyone, you know, has lots of fun and, yeah. and stuff like that. And we don't take ourselves, you know, too, too, too seriously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we build values, build values around that as well. Um, and yeah, and their culture kind of shapes and it's also how you lead, right, as, as leaders, you know, shapes, shapes that culture. Yeah. Um, and you can see that kind of they're not going to fit with people then, you know, the people that you've trained up are then, you know, training others and they're you know, taking on more responsibilities and then they're kind of, you know, adding to the, the, the culture of the workplace. Yeah. And how did you and Tim led people before starting a company? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how do you go about learning that as you're on the fly? To be honest, you know, to, to tell you the truth, it's it's way harder, and a lot of people aren't aren't leaders, and I'm yeah. I'm definitely not the best, you know, leader, and it's a learning journey, yeah, for sure. I yeah. think, you know, people who think they're good leaders are right off the bat have a massive ego, yeah, um, and I think it's about understanding you know, how you, how you fit as a leader, you know, what are your your traits and what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, yeah, and what do you need to work on and kind of identifying those and then working towards those. Yeah. So you know, we you know we had a lot of you know. Uh, uh, mess ups and stuff like that, and you got yeah. to learn from those, and um, that's just nat- that's just natural and, and, and part of the journey. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely learning. learning yeah, yeah, it's hard, especially when you're like good at your craft and you've started a business yeah. because you're good at your craft, and then all of a sudden you have to lead people at the same time now. And I think there's a distinction between that. You know what I what I think is you know people think the natural trajectory when it comes to you know getting you know getting a promotion and stuff like that. So oh, you have to be a, a leader, you have to get into a management position, and I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Um, yeah. You know, if people are really good at their craft and they love what they do, you know, you know, how do we kind of accommodate that? How do we, you know, give them that promotion or, yeah. you know, um, incentivize them more? You know, increase pay. Like there needs to be some sort of mechanism facilities because people don't necessarily want to want to lead. Like, yeah. They want to be recognised and they want additional responsibility. Yeah. So it's about making that distinction. And there's some people who, you know, yeah, they get into that leadership and it can be overwhelming, particularly if they, you know, haven't haven't you know done it before and. And what guidance do you give those people? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is something I've talked about a lot with people in startups, right? Especially mm. in startups mm. where you have, like, you'll have, like, you'll know this yourself now, right? You have, like, mm. a lot of these engineers who are just super talented, mm. don't particularly want to be leaders, mm. you know, and mm. they, but they want to keep growing their career, right? And yeah. so I've, I've always thought there's going to be some system out there. And if someone's listening to this, I hope you build it, like, <laughs> some sort of, way where you can pick up I've thought about like gamifying it a little bit where you can pick up badges for like yeah. doing things and each badge <laughs> is worth some money to your salary or something I don't, I don't know but I think there's going to be a better way than what we're currently doing 100%, so. 100% I think one of those avenues is for people to then kind of pivot and being able to have a transition where it's like oh you know I've been doing this but I actually didn't want to get into this you know this area and have facilities to do that because people yeah. you know in terms of um, what they want to be doing on day to day, you know, can you know can change. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people, you know, who have pivoted and kind of put it, shifted their kind of what they do into different different roles, um, and that they're totally fine, totally fine with that. Yeah, and awesome. And so, and because, and that's kind of what you've done, right? And so you've um, with Kepler, did how did this how did Kepler come about in terms of Arrow? Was it just naturally something that popped up internally, or? Yeah, so that's when we developed the the prototype for for homes.co.nz, and yeah. then at the start of last year, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily feeling the the most challenge challenge or motivated. Um, you know, at at the time, I felt like yeah. I'd you know been going for a while. Been going for a while. Um, yeah. You know, I've been doing you know X Y X Y and Z, and I just was reflecting on you know what do I, what do I even want to be doing in the future, and how can you know how can I have a bigger impact? And so you know, I talked to Tim, and I was like. I really want to, you know, do this, do this thing, and we've got something here in terms of a, a product, and I think this could actually help, you know, hundreds, or, you know, if not thousands of businesses, and and so we started to kind of develop that, and we set up a new, you know, so new internally, and, was it internal? yeah, internally, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, and that, you know, that was super cool, and then uh, we started to kind of build on build on the business and um, spend more time on it, and I've gradually yeah. sh- shifted off to, to pretty so, much. So what time. is Kepler then? So Kepler's a digital advertising agency in your pocket, so. Yeah. It allows any marketer to create, manage, optimize, report across m- all their digital advertising channels. Yeah. So we want to be a one-stop solution. So 
when it comes to digital marketing, it's so there's so many things like there's so many like ad platforms out there, right? And when you go into these ad platforms, it's a spaghetti nightmare. They're yeah. all different. They're all you know, a lot of them are complex. There's a lot to learn. You have to keep up with them. Uh, you then need to know how to, you know, extract data and understand and analyze campaigns and get insights from it. You need to know how to optimize the campaigns. There's so much that goes into it. And that's why people, you know, would typically engage in an, an agency, right? Because yeah, marketing moves so fast. The tools in marketing, right? It's like it changes overnight almost. It does. And so for us, you know, it's like how do we provide a, a one-stop solution that makes it incredibly simple to run effective ads uh, across all these channels? And there's all these different solutions, you know, marketing technology and marketing martech yeah. is very saturated. Yeah. And, you know, when I was talking to people, it's like, oh, this idea must have been done before and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, to a, to an extent, but the the platforms are designed for, you know, digital specialists, not for the layman, you know, the small business, yeah. um, you know, office coordinator or the marketing coordinator, marketing manager, or um, there's heaps of people out there who, you know, are running campaigns on internet, but they're not sure if they're effective and they want to do better. Um, yeah. And so for us, it's about well, how do we create a plug-and-play solution which just alleviates that and is very cost-effective. Yeah, uh, That's the huge thing. You know, a lot of people can't engage, you know, an, agent, an agency. So for us, it's like a uh, key thing for me is like, you know, how do we make this super affordable where it's absolutely like a no-brainer yeah. um, for, for any marketer. Awesome. Oh, that sounds good. James, we, you know, we're going to... Have a bit of a look into that. James has just started us with this on marketing. Oh, so, cool. um, <laughs> hey, so not a tech founder person, though, right? And so, yeah. like, talk me through now founding a technology company, a product company. Yeah. What? Why the hell are you doing that? Like, what? <laughs> what, what was it about this? Do you, you just feel compelled to do it? It's definitely the challenge, you know. And seeing that impact is like, I feel like I have a big impact, and you know, we need to, you know, uh, develop some technology to, to, to do that, to have that, to have that, have that impact. And so that's definitely been a learning, you know, a learning journey um, for me again. So again, that's what excites me, right, is getting back on that learning journey and getting back on that buzz, learning new things, um, which has been, you know, yeah. fantastic and uh, interesting at, at, at the same, at the same time. Yeah. And going back to wearing multiple hats uh, has also, has also been interesting. For for me, the, you know what I mentioned earlier is like you know the art of patience. Is that something that I'm definitely developing? So when it comes to you know building a long building release a product, cycles and yeah, yeah, how do we you know do a lot? We need to you know re-releasing features and functionality to keep you know you know how do we keep moving forward and progressing? But that could take you know uh, weeks and and stuff like that. And then making sure that you are building and and doing the right and developing the right stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's useful for your customers and then they, it keeps them keeps them coming back. So. And so, how are you educating yourself on what you should be doing and and the things and upskilling yourself? So, so the big, you know, the huge things is to you know listen like, listen like podcasts like this. Yeah. Uh, there's heaps of resources talking to people. So you know, it's about finding people who have been there, done that. So that's been the most useful is actually just um, sitting down, chatting to people, chatting to. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, some of the catch-ups that I've had, you know, recently, like Jamie from uh, Story Park. Yeah. It's been super helpful. Getting people's guidance and perspective, and it's fantastic to see so many people willing to, like, provide yeah. their, you know, um, provide their feedback and, and yeah. give you some time. And so that's where I've really kind of extracted a, a heap of learning yeah. uh, in terms of how we should navigate forward. Yeah, that's what I love. Like, as a, a Melbourneian, right, I moved to New Zealand. The thing I love about the NZ Tech Startup ecosystem the most is that you can throw a message out there and say, hey, I need some help on this, and people will just reach straight back out to yeah. you to support you, and they'll give you honest-to-God advice. Yeah. But then it also is a little bit lonely being a founder as well because sometimes you sometimes feel people feel like they have to fake it a little bit, you know, yeah. and they have to know all the answers and the like. Yeah. So how are you going with that imposter syndrome type of thing of now running a product company? Yeah, I think you have to, you have to break, you know, break, break through that, and good things take time, and knowing that it's not going to be an instant success you know, overnight, and it, is, you know, it can, can be lonely, but you know, there's ways that we, you, know, you can bring people together, yeah. uh, and I think there's a lot um, that we could be doing, particularly in Wellington, to bring that startup community you know, even closer uh, so you know, being able to connect and talk to other founders, you know, share their learnings, share your challenges, yeah, it really helps. And you know, we're looking at ways to, you know, well, I'm looking at ways to how, how we could do that and get you know founders in the room and you know just yeah. have you know have chin wags. Oh, we should talk um, afterwards about this. This is something that we're, we'd be totally happy to help, like yeah. host people here. We'll put some beers on and just yeah, let cool. people chat because I think it's the most important thing. And it's what I do a lot with my clients is mm. I'll say, they'll call me at like nine o'clock at night freaking out. And I'm like, mm. and everyone's, think, everyone's thinking this, everyone's yeah. feeling this, you know, let me yeah. introduce you with three or four people. Yeah. And then they call me like a couple of days later and they're like, oh my God, thank you. You know, yeah. that was so good to be able to just hear that everyone's feeling the same pain. 
hundred percent. And again, it comes back to you know peaks and peaks and troughs. It's a roller coaster, right? Yeah. And nothing's going to be. You're going to have think you're going to have massive wins, and there's going to be like massive losses. So it's you know making sure that you know you are progressing over time. You know when you look at the trajectory, you know it's like classic like that yeah. roller coaster. But as long as you're you know going up and you're progressing. Um, you're developing your solution, you know, you're getting customers, you're, you're growing your business. Yeah. And like, you know, over two, three, five, ten years. Yeah, you know, awesome. That's a huge, huge win. Awesome. And you seem like a wise guy. Like, there's a lot of, you know, out the startup <laughs> guys out there, you know, who think they know everything, who are running 100 miles an hour, you know, bullshitting. And you seem like you're quite grounded, self-reflective. Has that always been the case with you or...? Definitely, I don't think I've ever been like super flashy, or like I'm, I'm I wasn't you know driven by ego, or yeah. like and I'm didn't re, I don't really like being the, the the front front person, you know, yeah. so to speak. You know, I like working in the background behind the scenes. Yeah. So it's different to be a you know different pivot, you know, for, for compared to you know Otto, where you know Tim was definitely the you know he's out there like everywhere. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in the background doing a lot of operational stuff, business stuff. Yeah. Um, helping you know develop and upskill you know um, a lot of the team and, and whatnot. So yeah. it's been definitely been been a different p- p- bit of a pivot. And you definitely you know going back and start up, particularly in this area, you definitely have to get yourself out there, you get your brand out there. Yeah. It's super important. Is that uncomfortable for you now, or are you getting? Is it getting easier? It's getting 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 a lot easier for sure. Yeah. Um, and you gotta have fun, you, and you end up connecting with heaps of people. But you don't want to lose sight. You want you, for, for me, I'm real mindful. It's like you don't want to lose sight of you know. You should be also still building that product. You should be still talking to your customers. Yeah. Uh, that is your key focus. You know, you could be doing as many LinkedIn posts as you want, but that's nowhere near as good as actually you know working with your existing customers or you know beta testers and yeah. and you know talking to them and getting deals across the line that should be you know you should be hustling for that and that's what i think you know it's a bit, it's definitely a balancing act i think a lot of startups you see all the flashy like all the awards that you know startups win and yeah. stuff and that's great that you know that's fantastic but like doesn't put revenue in the bank man doesn't put revenue in the bank right yeah. and i've seen it heard it time and time again where i think you know i've heard of startups you know and they're like oh they must be doing super well they're absolutely crushing it i'm seeing them everywhere and then you go chat to them or, you know, you hear it's like, oh, no, nah, there's, you know, they're not doing so well. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's like a mismatch. It's always for me. So I can tell, like, obviously a lot of startups reach out to me and say, hey, can you come in and help with recruitment? Mm. The ones that are posting the most, you mm. know, on social media, mm. I tend to think, oh, there's probably some worrisome things mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. the product just doesn't seem to be as evolved or the customer base and the yep. likes. And so yep. there's definitely a fine line there. But, 100%. hey, you just got to... Um, you know, get yourself out there in the early days and yeah. so a lot of people are just figuring it out right and oh, so 100 and so a product like yours obviously would help a lot of with these founders that like yeah. me you know i'm the type of guy that goes into something going fuck she'll be right you know like <laughs> i'll figure it out along the way yeah. and i'll get a lot of bloody noses by trialing and error thing yeah. um, but it's just that stupid faith of like oh, i'm gonna just figure this out and sure, yeah. that'll be okay which is important though because when a lot of people you know they'll have an idea and they might pivot or they and they'll try and build it, but they might spend six months at it or a year at it, and that's not necessarily enough time. And you have to be, you have to be, you know, passionate yeah. um, about about it and, and what you do. And I think I read, um, I don't know if you, you know, uh, Michael Lovegrove, yeah. you know, the, yeah. uh, the founder of, of Journey, and I signed up to his um, kind of. He released some, you know, blogs or like some, Fail, some uh, failure talks, yeah, and failure stuff. talks, yeah. and. The one that he did was like, you know, you got to be passionate about solving the problem, and actually, you can't go into something where it's like. You're not you're not passionate about because that's not going to give you the drive and yeah. um, the ability to kind of persevere. You know, perseverance yeah. is key. It's fucking hard, man. Stuff it's like it really, really is hard. And I think yeah, everyone has really low moments. But if you have that drive of like you're wanting to change something that's broken or you're yeah. wanting to, you know, like you feel so passionate about it, that's what keeps you going. That's yeah. the momentum. But Did- Mike, Mikey's fantastic. I love Mikey. Yeah. He's just got a new job. Um, oh, yeah. I saw over in the UK, which oh, is true. awesome. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and, and that's the thing. And I feel, you know, in terms of going back to that startup community and, and helping and support each other, there's definitely like, you know, everyone takes on. I feel like businesses who have kind of have, you know, naturally who have that velocity and have that traction, you know, everyone jumps on yeah. jumps on board. Uh, but when it comes to actually developing ideas and you're at the ground zero, you know, people are, are very wary there, you know. There seems to be like a lot less support, uh, which yeah. is quite interesting. Um, yeah. I definitely noticed that. Is that because everyone's too scared to talk about what's going on? Like too t- scared to talk about, you know, holy shit, we're making this up as we're going, or we we don't know what we're doing. Well, I think everyone has a lot of ideas, and and you know, there's good ideas and bad ideas, and but everyone, you know, 
we should be still providing support and cultivating, you know, and providing a, a framework and environment where people can have the ability to cultivate ideas and, and fail. Yeah. Uh, and I think there needs to be a, a lot of room for improvement for that, is being able to, yeah. you know, start up a business, like start a business and have an idea and try and, and be supported throughout that. Uh, yeah. Rather than when you've just, you know, you know, businesses who have already winning and they're like, oh, sweet, you know, here's all this, you know, investment and resource and yeah. this is how we can support you. And even there's different layers and a lot of the people at the idea stage or just starting out just kind of miss out and they don't necessarily have that support. Yeah. So one thing I'm trying to do on this podcast is like, I meant the word failure, right? It mm. shouldn't, failure shouldn't be a thing, it should be attempt. Yeah. You know, like we all attempt, have many yeah. attempts, yeah. right? Yeah. We all have yeah. a few shots at it, right? Yeah. And some win, some don't, right? Yeah. But like failure is a dirty word. I've, I've, <laughs> I've attempted... Nine companies in the last five years that have, wow. you know, yeah. like startups that have gone nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I just invigorated by it, you know, because yeah. I keep thinking, well, you know, there's a few other things that are going well now, yeah. you know. And so, but yeah, like for me, it's just like I'll try something yeah. and then I'll fa- like I'll fail early or I'll attempt, you know, finish yeah. my attempt early because if it's not working, I'll just move on. But I'm, yeah. I'm not scared to go out there and get a bloody nose. Yeah. So, so what do you think, like? In terms of founders, how how could we help like a, with a little Wellington community, especially seeing that you and I are both in Wellington? Yeah, so we did this thing and we kind of tried to kickstart it again a couple of weeks ago, and I got brought into it, it um, when like five years ago, as someone kind of set up this thing. I think it was came out of Crave, Crave HQ, yeah. and it's called a scrum, called the Scrumpy Scrum. Yeah, and it was where you know all founders could, could you know founders could get together and you know talk about their highs and lows and challenges and. And people could, you know, there's a lot of stuff that was said, and we can kind of, you know, bond bond over that. Um, and then we could host it in different, you know, offices and and, yeah. co- and come together. And there's some amazing stuff that's, you know, just you know, c- come out of that. And there's no branding, there's no kind of association to a company and stuff yeah. like that. There's no agenda. Yeah. And that's what made it, you know, makes it, you know, made it so special. So we've tried to, we've, we're kind of looking to, to re- re- restart that. Yeah. Uh, Where can people find that? There's actually a Facebook, there's a Facebook, Facebook group. Yeah. And there's a few people on that. So it's like, you know, we're just kind of hunting down all the, you know, different founders who are, who are out there at the moment. And, awesome. Yeah. Oh, we'll put the Facebook link in our show notes so yeah, people awesome. can go and find that. Cause I think that's, for me, that's, that's huge, right? And that's the reason why we've done this podcast, right? Is yeah. because we just want to, give a voice to people that are going through this and share mm. their feedback and thoughts and mm. knowledge and the likes because it's something that we need to talk about more, right? Like we need to stop the tall poppy thing. We yeah. need to celebrate success. We yep. need to talk about our attempts yep. and because it just helps with everyone going through and making some of these decisions. 100%. It creates a you know, better, better country, people growing businesses and exporting their services and products overseas, bringing yep. money back into the country, you know, will definitely level up New Zealand as, as a whole and that's what we should be we should be trying to build people up yeah uh, getting them to you know sell their services and products and and, and grow grow business awesome and so where so where's Kepler now are you in uh, our offices or you got your so own we're at, we're actually at, at uh, creative creative HQ oh, cool. um, but we're so back in the Hope Gibbons building <laughs> back, back where it all started it yeah. feels like going back to school yeah uh, deja vu a little bit so yeah. uh, but we've got hopefully got some offices in the in the Moby Moby one just down there and in terms of you know Kepler, we've got about 280 businesses on the waitlist, on our beta waitlist, wow. who've signed up. Yeah. Uh, and we've got about 20 or 30 businesses who are kind of testing out the product yeah. uh, platform at the moment as we develop it and really uh, re- refine it. And then we'll look to launch that and open that up to the rest of the beta waitlist. Yeah. And then really start to kind of yeah. um, get that traction. And you're bootstrapping it. You yes, said. at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> and are you going to go out and do a capital raise or? Yes. Yeah. Most likely, we'll see. Like I'm, I'm in two minds. I've learned a lot. That's what I've learned a lot about over the last, you know, six to nine months is the you know, uh, VC VC yeah. world, which is completely unknown to me. Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot about that, which has been very interesting. Yeah, it's um, there's some really good people you can chat with in New Zealand that uh, yeah. like talk through, like Rowan Simpson. You know, fantastic yeah. guy. Yeah. I've you know chatted with him a bunch about certain things. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've actually got some people coming on the okay. podcast soon in the next couple of episodes. Uh, so we've got um, Mark Clare coming on from Clare Capital. Oh, yeah, we've got yeah. some VCs, yeah. Ice House. We've yeah. got other people saying it's something that I want to demystify for people as well. Yes. Because especially in this market, yeah. raising money mm-hmm. is going to prove a lot more difficult. You yeah. know, yeah, you, there's a lot more pressure to get customer revenue in yep. faster now, uh, yep. which is good. You know, like I, we shouldn't have been raising money off the back of a napkin so easily like we were. Yeah, it's kind of funny to think is, you know, there, you know, growth needs to be, you know, there needs to be, there's a certain point you need to be, you know, showing that traction and, yeah. and there needs to be key metrics that need to be going, you know, up steadily and you can't, and a lot of businesses would just, you know, definitely you know, over expand and over hire, over, yeah. over, over hire and, 
you know, definitely fallen into that trap before. Yeah. So we have our own internal awesome index. Oh, uh, I might steal that, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> um, and just use that now. Um, and so it was, it was always a talent army thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with customers that are product companies that the founder came from a services company, yep. I tend to find that they, that they do really well because they come in with that dogmatic, I just need to build revenue yes. and grow and I'm so used to you know, growing the revenue organically. Yes. Um, and so do you think that's helped you in terms of your approach? 100% is all, all about finding customers and then finding a solution um, for, for their problems or you know, how, do you, how do you help them and um, getting to, you know, getting that kind of minimal solution whereas like they're willing to pay for it as, as quickly as possible yeah. um, can be easier for some <laughs> than, than others, um, for, so, for some things than others. But it's definitely, that's definitely helped having that kind of business expertise that's, you know, from a service background um, yeah. has definitely, definitely helped. But I've seen it also work the opposite where you're then torn between both businesses. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be fully committed. You right? need to jump right in. Yeah, you so you can't right be doing both. No, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and do you have a board already? Do you have mentors and advisors around you or are you still early? So, so we've got advisors so Jamie Jamie Kruger uh, who's an advisor and you know talk to I've got a few you know other mentors and stuff like that who you know I talk to on a on a regular basis but but no board at the moment yeah awesome and so what do you think the future looks like for do you have any plans in terms of like organic growth at the moment or are you yeah so you know at, at the moment once we um, get those initial you know customers on board and they start to start to pay and we release it to the to the to the large wait list it's about dialing up the sales and marketing en- engines yeah um, working to kind of re uh, uh, refine our like understand our roadmap yeah. um, work with our customers in terms of you know the, the stuff that they they want and then definitely international expansion because we can we hit Australia really hard um, yeah. from from the get go we've got yeah. about seventy businesses in Australia on the wait list awesome. And so for us, it's about it's definitely about taking this to the world. Yeah, cool, man. That's yeah. really cool. I'm excited to see where it goes. This is yeah, this cool. is really cool. And so you um, are you wearing the CE hat? Is uh, that, yeah, yeah, and yes. Chief Product Officer hat as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably Chief Operating hat and all the hats. Yeah, and so acutely aware as like, you know, how do we kind of we got to have like I'm having conversations already with people about how do we bring you know certain expertise and stuff like that because you can't do it you know all, all on your own and, yeah. and luckily I've got you know Jared who's the co-founder and the CTO yeah. he's absolutely amazing so he's very you know we can easily collaborate on the product yeah. product side of things yeah. um, which is which is su- super useful yeah. and he's definitely the brains behind Kepler I definitely without him like he's an absolute unicorn yeah. um, so you know he's helped develop this solution from the from the ground up so awesome and, and how did you come across him was he part of your business or did you bring him in he he initially started a uh, company a startup, he had a startup called Study Spy which was yeah. a tertiary course comparison yeah. and provider um, so he, he co-founded that with Michael yeah. uh, Watson and Kieran and those guys and Kieran and yeah. then you know, yeah and yeah. then he um, jumped into to Obvious and stuff like that yeah. uh, but I think this is really this this product very like challenges him, yeah. and that's where he becomes really motivated. And he's like, well, he must be interested in the space if he's worked at Obvious and studies oh, and likes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. The journey now, right? How you know how prepared are you in terms of what's coming next? I think it's just about knowing that this is this is a long term investment, and so I've been definitely mentally mentally preparing myself for it's like yeah. this is a seven to ten year journey. Yeah. And you got to get well acquainted with that, where there's going to be peaks and troughs. But you got to commit and be like, I'm going to so I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to have a massive, you know, crack at this. Yeah. And um, you got to persevere. You also got to know when to when to give up and, yeah. and the writing's on the wall for sure. Uh, but when you know something's there and you can just you feel it, and you think about it all the time, twenty four seven. Something's definitely going to going to pan out, and you just got to keep on persevering. So you're mentally preparing yourself for that that journey ahead. Yeah, and knowing that things will come. Both awesome. good and bad. Yeah, it's interesting you say that seven to ten year thing. That's like a lot of time when I talk to founders, they're prepared for two to three years and they're hoping for an exit. And I'm like, oh man, you're going to burn out, dude. You know, like you're going to have to you're going to have to think think a lot further yeah. down the line in terms of where you're at because yeah. you know it's a it's a journey, right? Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And so, hundred percent. And making sure that you're keeping, you know, what I learned particularly the last year was. You know, making sure that you're looking after yourself, yeah. doing regular exercise, keeping yourself fit is yeah. super important for your mental health because you can have so much stress and stresses um, you know, put on put on you. Is like how do you kind of balance that and and alleviate that? So important because that's where you know get found a found yeah. a burnout, right? So yeah, I'm actually yeah. gonna say so I'm gonna get. My personal trainer is going to come on the podcast oh, yeah, because yeah, I believe yeah. so much in that. Yeah. If you get mentally 
and physically fit, that's when you're just at your peak. And if 100%. one falls off, you know, yep. everything starts spiralling. So I encourage everyone to just go to the gym or 100%. do something where you're just getting out and exercise. 100%. And I was definitely not in a good state at the start of last year. I was super overweight as well, I, you know, and it was just like, it was terrible and it impacts you. And then so I decided to make a commitment to myself to really change that and install some. Yeah. <laughs> install, install it's it's some. amazing how yeah. just when you get up and go to the gym in the morning or get up and go for a yeah. walk or a run, how yeah. uh, you start strong and the endorphins kick in for the rest of the day and 100%. everything feels better. Yeah. And then the second thing I'm, really keen to get a psychologist on the podcast yeah, right. because I think as founders we don't look after ourselves enough yes. and being able to have someone that you can talk to and like figure yes. out how that you grow yourself is really yes. important. 100% I think having those um, professional like those those kind of things and is, is important because you know your friends and mates are going to be there and stuff like that but you've got to be mindful not to place too much of a uh, a burden on, burden on them, and, yeah. and and that can be quite difficult. You know, quite difficult when you've got so much stress as to being making sure you're not kind of then passing that off to, to other people. Yeah, it's something that you've got to definitely be aware of. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, you seem like a real wise guy, man. I'm I'm really impressed and hopeful that um, yeah. Kepler's going to do well for you. Yeah. Um, and you, um, you know, you're pretty good in terms of the Wellington community. I see yeah. you around and, yeah. and meeting people and the likes. And yeah. so, what I guess. Um, I normally sort of finish up with on the the podcast is yeah. like what makes you happy what may, what makes me happy mm. um it's being able to you know i guess for me um at the, you know what makes me happy at the moment is to be able to kind of get up and and just have that freedom to be able to work on something and and doing it on your own time and and, yeah. and persevering and that's something that i enjoy the most about you know being a business owner or a startup or a founder is, is having that kind of that, that freedom flexibility and that autonomy yeah. but knowing that it's also 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 on you and you've got to hustle and stuff like that that makes me really happy and um, yeah that's, that's probably the main thing awesome man awesome oh it's been fucking fantastic having you on man like yeah. I really resonate with what you're saying you seem like you're mentally and physically prepared for this journey that you're about to go on and it feels like a really good product that yeah. I you know, I'm you check it out. yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely. I think Jen and I will check it out after yeah. the show. But um, yeah, and so if people want to reach out to you, if they want to talk to you about the product, like yeah. where should they go? Oh, so they should head to our, our website, Kepler.io. They just Google, Google Kepler. Yeah, um, and that's K-E-P-L-A. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they can sign up to the beta wait list. Um, but if they want it fast track, they can they can get have access to it. Um, what we've got at the moment, um, give it a road test. We just want people to test it out tell us what they love about it what they hate about it um room for improvement and and yeah we just want to get in hands and, and make it so useful there's some exciting stuff that we're developing which i'm super yeah. that makes me happy <laughs> like yeah. um particularly in the uh, machine learning side of things and how we kind of really autom- automate a lot of the you know optimization and, and systems and yeah awesome man all right we're well, just going to make sure that you relax a little bit <laughs> let it come you yeah. know don't be so, such an impatient you know agency owner like you yeah. know we all are <laughs> you know i want it now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we've got customers waiting yeah 100 awesome yeah. dude thanks, right, thanks so much for coming on man no worries cheers that was a great chat not often that i get to sit down with founders who are young and smart and wise beyond their years and i really love the new talent army awesome index thank you team I hope you really enjoyed that podcast. Please subscribe. We're looking to build a podcast now across all the platforms. So like and share and and foremost, subscribe. Until next time. This podcast is produced by John Otaka from Empire Firms.